This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Well, good evening, listeners. Um, it's this time of the day on a Tuesday on the week, 6.30 on uh, Cape Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. And very, very welcome to each of you that are listening in, but a very special welcome to our guest, Ken, uh, Pastor Ken Jackson from the United Church. If I, Is that correct, Ken? That's correct, yes. In Hermanus. Ah, yeah, in yeah. Very, very welcome. We are so glad Thank that you. you are visiting with us, and I'm sure our listeners are going to glean some wonderful things from our conversation. Mm. And it's important for us to talk to you as a pastor, because in this month, we're focusing on Christ-centered restoration. And uh, right. the previous two programs, we had spoken to people that testified to the Christ-Centered Restoration Program, specifically uh, Celebrate Recovery, and how it had changed their lives. And we right. thought it would be important to hear from someone from the pastorate uh, to hear, but it's a different kind of perspective, right? So okay. tell us, how did it happen that you became part of this program or this part, this program ended up at your church? All right. Uh, I don't know if you're... Uh, Familiar with or have met Noel and Jean Liversey? Yes, yes. Uh, just tell us about it on the program as well. Yes, no, we are f- completely. F- they actually spoke on the program, but long ago, I think more than a year ago. So, but just share okay. that with us again. Thanks. Okay, so so they are they are members with us here at the United Church in Amanus, mm-hmm. um, but they are they are not uh, they are not with they're not on on our staff at Amonis. Mm-hmm. They're actually missionaries with uh, One Challenge Africa, mm-hmm. um, and but they they are based. They live in the Greater Amonis area, and they are members with us here. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, I'm not too sure. Had Noel shared something of their journey in in the whole? Yes, they did. But, but like I said, it was like a year ago. So you yeah. can just recap and tell the listeners a little yeah, bit about it. Yeah, I think it. what we're re- really interested in is, you know, why did uh, this Christ-centered restoration program start at United Church Hermanus? Mm, it, it's part of their story, I know. Mm. Mm. But anyway, right. please tell okay. us. Mm. Yeah, it is very much part of their story, and I, I'm a bit hesitant to. But anyway, let me just say this: that that Noel is himself in recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm sure he would have shared that with he you. Did. He, he did. He did. Yeah, very openly. Okay. Mm. All right. So he he had uh, he had attended numbers of AA meetings, and and uh, in, in his whole recovery process, it had mm-hmm. been a, an important part of his recovery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, Gene had been part of Al Anon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think they were um, a little bit um, disappointed. Uh, no, not disappointed, because they knew that it was happening. Mm. But they would have loved the um, the greater power element in those organisations mm. to be to be the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, mm. yes. And and of course, because of the nature of AA and Eleanor, uh, Anon, that's not that's not possible. Mm. Um, and so. They, I, I'm not too sure how they, in fact, uh, stumbled upon uh, Celebrate Recovery, but they, they they discovered this recovery program that uh, that used fundamentally the the twelve steps mm. um, which uh, AA uses. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but applies biblical principles to each mm. of the steps. Yes, mm. yes, mm. yes. And so they, they felt that this was more in line with where they were at. Mm. Uh, and so asked if they could possibly start a program here. Mm. Uh, and of course, celebrate recovery is, is very strong in the, in the United States. Mm. And so they, uh, they were able to tap into people there, get all the information and backup that they needed. Uh, at one stage, they were actually across in the States, and they met with uh, different leaders there. And then they came back and asked whether they could introduce it here at uh, United Church in mm. Monas. Wow. So, mm. so what made you say, yes, this is what United Church Hermanus needs? Um well, we have we have had the AA groups and Al-Anon groups meet on our premises mm-hmm. uh, since before I started at United Church. Yeah, and um, so so we were very familiar with that, and Noel was very involved in that. Noel and Jean were very involved in mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, but their hearts and our hearts are obviously focused on Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, yes, and so to hear that there would be a program that unashamedly acknowledge Jesus as the as the uh, the, the quote unquote greater power yeah. um, that that just gelled very much with us as it did with Nolan Jean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what I love about this, Ken, is that you guys are open to a program like that. For that means there must be no shame. Because I think many churches struggle to accept a program like that, where people openly talk about their hurts, hang-ups, and habits. About their brokenness. And their hey. brokenness, hey. Yeah, because, yeah. Be- because so often we are seen as the answer for everything. I mean, not we, the, the Christ, Christ, the church and Christ. Yeah. And and so we feel that we as a, as a church need to help these people with their issues. Why do they need something additional, so a program like this, where people will start opening talking openly in the church, not about how Jesus saved them and how they have victory in Christ, but about their issues and struggles. Well, you know, sorry, this is going to sound strange, but I think we've got to get back to old-fashioned fundamental honesty. Absolutely. Mm. And, and to stop pretending, even as Christians, that we've got all of life worked out. Right. Um, because we don't have. Mm. And and. All of us are broken in one sense or another. All of us are living in a sinful world, mm. and all of us um, ha- have been saved out of a sinful environment. And there are often um, there are often after effects that mm. that are very strong even in our Christian walk. Um, and and I think to to be beating the we are the victorious triumphant ones drum mm. Um, mm. without acknowledging that we we all hurt. We all have our our hang-ups. Uh, we all have hurts, yeah. and um, and and many even have habits that that they find hard to break. Mm. Yeah. I mean, mm. there's, there's one writer who, who who claims that every one of us is addicted to something. Yes. Mm. Mm. Whether that is addicted to needing the approval of other people, or, or addicted to sugar, or addicted to food, mm. or addicted to alcohol. But all of us have some element of addiction in our mm-hmm. lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that reminds me of the deep-rooted, uh, the root of our, all our hang-ups and, and hurts and habits, and that is the, the fall. Um, you know, in Genesis 3.15, uh, it, it says, I will put hostility between you and the woman and between you and your seed and her seed. 
he will strike your head and you will strike his heel. And, you know, I'm just seeing how that the fall separated us from God and actually threw us into brokenness. Mm. But that even at that stage, God had put a plan in place and that his son will come and it will be a Christ-centered restoration of of our, our relationship with him and all of our, not all of our, but addressing our hurts, hang-ups, and habits, and our brokenness. Mm, mm, mm. How has exactly. this been true for you and those that you shepherd? Well, it's, it's true in my own life, and, mm-hmm. and it's also uh, true in the lives of people all around me. You know? mm. I mean, the Apostle Paul says um, that, that he struggled with stuff. Oh, excuse okay. me. <laughs> mm. um, he, he, he talks about uh, finding that there are things in his life that he didn't want to do, but he did them, yeah. and things mm. uh, that he wanted to do that he, he, he just couldn't. Um, yeah. And and. So, so let's let's not pretend that it's not part of our scriptures. Yeah. Um, and and you know, um, I, I probably one of my favorite passages is one John one, mm. uh, where we, we all learned early on in our Christian life, one John one nine, that if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins mm. and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We all heard that, mm. and. I don't know about you, but I was taught that that was a scripture that I needed to share with people who were not believers in yes. order to, uh, one of the steps in them coming to Christ. Yes, true, absolutely. Not when you're in Christ and when, I mean, not when you're in the church and you know each other, then we stop doing that. Then we just say, he's the stop, answer for exactly. our problems. <laughs> yeah, the, prob- the problem yeah. is that John wrote his letter to Christians. Mm. Mm. He didn't mm. write it to unbelievers. Mm. And, and in other words, that, and, and he, I mean, he says again, if we say we have no sin, who? Christians. We, we, Christians. If we say we have no sins, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Yeah. Mm. And, and that, that sinfulness that is within all of us is, is a brokenness in one form or another. Mm. Um, and, and it's only the Lord Jesus Christ is able to come in and, and give us the strength to deal with it step by step. And the closer we get to him, the more aware we are going to be of, of our own struggles and, and um, shortcomings. I must say to you, just, just by the way, sorry, this is a little bit off the topic, but uh, I, I learned a phrase through Celebrate Recovery that I had not been, never heard before. Mm-hmm. And they, they talk in Celebrate Recovery about character defects. Yes, mm. yes. Character defects. Mm, mm. And I was able to attend, uh, well, still do. I don't attend uh, all of the meetings and I don't attend all the way through necessarily, but but I'm there and I listen to the teaching and Mm. interact with the people. Mm. And and I, I, when I started off, I, I sort of thought, yeah, you know, I don't have many hang ups and (laughs) I'm sure there are. You can hear I'm laughing. not to, I'm coping fine, you know, uh-huh, and I definitely uh-huh. don't have any habits um, uh-huh. that that can't broken it. And suddenly I heard this phrase, character defects. Mm. And I thought, wow, that's me. Mm. You know, mm. there's so many ways in which I fall short mm. of what I, I know I, I want to be uh, as a follower of Jesus. Mm. Yeah. Thank you, Ken, for sharing so openly and vulnerably with us because, in fact, just like you say, all of us, whether we're missionaries, whether we're pastors, we all struggle with these stuff.
So let's just take a break quickly and then we'll be back after the break. Welcome back, listeners. And Ken, thank you so much for sharing your heart and uh, your experience with us. Uh, We were just talking about the brokenness of everybody, really, and of brokenness of the people, not just outside the church, but right in the church. And, um, you know, it, Philippians 2.13 says, Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, mm. for it is God who is working in you, enable mm. you to both to desire and to work out his good purpose. Mm-hmm. How have you seen uh, things happening in your experience as a pastor in your congregants? Over 40 years, right? You said you've been a pastor for 40 years. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. Um, well, I, I, I'm not sure I know how to, uh, how to, how to answer that, but, but just that being with people and when you start scratching a little bit below the surface, mm-hmm. you start to see that, that, that people hurt. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, and I, I hope I'm not going to tramp on, I suspect I am now going to tramp on too many toes when I say this. <laughs> But there is an element within the, the, the Christian community that, that just wants to talk victory. And, mm. and we're, mm-hmm. even, we're even chastised if we're to suggest that in some way we, we uh, fall short of, of, of being victorious and triumphant and mm. everything going well with us. It's and, so and true. I, mm. I, I think we've, we've got to, when, when we try and put up that kind of front, it's too heavy for any of us to bear. And ultimately, it comes crashing down. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we need to stop the pretense. Yeah. We need to be real. We need to be real with ourselves. Mm. We need to be real with the Lord. Mm. And we need to be real with other people. Oh, I love what you say. Our program's name is Intimacy. And we always talk about intimacy with ourselves, with God, and with others. And uh, in the face of addiction and our hurts, hang-ups, and habits. And that's exactly what we address in this program. And right. also based on our own struggles for many years. You know, again, we, um, we've been Christians for many years since we got married. And we almost married now for 40 years. And during this time, we'd been um, in many different churches, from more Reformed churches to more charismatic churches. And I must say, um, across the board, and I mean, we even ended up as missionaries in China, across the board, for years and years, we, we, if I look back to where we are now, we were in denial about our real sins and habits habits and hang-ups and struggles. Mm. Uh, we did not acknowledge it. Honestly, we didn't. Because like you said, um, I mean, you, you said it so beautifully and very cautiously. Like in many churches, um, we, we, we go on, we blow the trumpet of victory. And it's always about, you know, uh, we are victorious and God is good. Yeah. And it's almost yeah. like we don't want God to lose face. You know, the Chinese always talk yeah. about lose face. Yeah. And yeah. I remember sharing that with a pastor some time ago. And he said to me, no, no, no. You cannot let God lose face. God is God. You don't need to protect him <laughs> because, you know, you can just be where you are and be honest and mm-hmm. open about where you are because that's exactly when we start admitting our sins mm-hmm. and uh, be honest with each other, honest with ourselves. 
uh, that is exactly when we can start addressing these things. Because where does it play out? It plays out in our marriages and our mm-hmm. families and our closest yep. relationships where many of us struggle tremendously because yep. of these habits and patterns in our mm-hmm. lives. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, and you know, um, as, as you were sharing, uh, Ken, I came to mind of somebody that said to me there's a there's a church and I think they are very rare. Um, so United Church Hermanus is actually rare in that uh, they've opened the doors and they've invited people in that are broken. And I think yeah. this particular church had a banner up uh, at the entrance is you are not welcome in this church if you are not a sinner. <laughs> um, yes. And, and, and that, that is exactly what the church is, um, is there for. Mm. It is to accommodate people who are broken, who are sinners. Mm. It yes. is the healing place for people that are struggling with mm. some hurt, hang-up, hospital, or habit. Right? Yeah. The hospital for people that are struggling. Mm. And you know, that also reminds me of the perception that many people have outside the church that, you just don't do business with a Christian. I mean, and that says something about us. Hey, it says yes. something about our habits that yeah. maybe we're not aware of, but people outside can see. It's always mm. easier for other people yeah. to see these things, right? So now I want yeah. to hear, um, what do you see? This program has been running at your church now for how long? Uh, just a little bit over a year. Okay. And do you or see any difference? Sorry, I'm not, no, I think it's just a year. Yeah. Carry yeah. on. Yeah. And uh, what difference have you seen? And of course, it was uh, was the, the lockdown and everything in between. Yes. And I remember yes. there was a time when people went offline, online on Zoom and the time yes. when they were meeting again um, in person. But can you see a difference of those people that we're not saying everybody must attend a program, but I mean, there is some help that is available in a structured way mm. to approach our habits and hang-ups and to try and move forward. Can you see a difference in the lives of those people that are attending? Uh, yes, definitely those have attended. And and let me say at, at once that not all of them are from the United Church. Mm. In mm. fact, some of, the, some of the biggest changes we've seen are from people who are uh, Completely outside of the church, mm. um, and and it's it's you know as as much as that great Alpha course uh, was was originally designed to to help Christians and became an evangelistic tool. Mm. I see the same potential for CR mm. that that, mm. that it was designed to to help Christians, but at the same time drawing in people who are not yet believers right. and and uh, uh, letting them find hope in Jesus. Mm. And mm. have you found that some of those people actually started coming in into your church as congregants? Not in great numbers, no. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that was never the, the yeah, intent. I know. Yeah. Uh, but I think I think I have no doubt that over time. I mean, I think there are probably three or four um, who've come on in, but um, but there've been a, a lot more who attend the the CR meetings mm. and and have found to be a great help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I mean, it, it's not just about attending this, uh, the, the program because there, we attend church, but very often there's no change in our lives. Or very yeah. little, maybe. Yeah, hey. or very little change mm. in our lives. But uh, 
going through a Christ-centered recovery and restoration program means that you need to get to, we should at some stage get to step 12, um, because uh, we know Cerebrate Recovery uses the 12 steps with the biblical right. principles, but we need to get to a point where we are at step 12 um, with a specific uh, hurt, a hang-up, or a habit, or an addiction, that we can start reaching out to others mm. and, uh, mm. and, yeah. and, and start becoming servants, mm. Mm. because um, in Romans 12, 1, it says, uh, therefore, brothers, by the mercy of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual worship. Mm. And and the step that goes with that uh, also, uh, step three, says we made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God. How have you seen this uh, working out in, in, in the members that are attending CR? Look, I, I think they're all in different at different places. Of yes, um, yes, yes, yes. And and uh, some have a full and deep heart spiritual understanding of what that means. Mm. Others are able to say the words, but mm. uh, don't think they fully understand. Mm. Um, it takes time. And and as as much as you know, there's the the point that says that um, you need to do all that you can to put right with others, uh, mm. and 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 the people. Uh, the, the whole group will 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 read through the twelve steps at every meeting, yes. um, or just about every meeting. Mm. Um, but that doesn't mean that they've they've managed to to mm. to put it all into practice. Right? Yes, um, no, of course, it's still a way to go. For, that, for, for, for them and for all of us. Mm, absolutely. But you know what we had seen? We've been in the program for two years now, and um, so I, I will. I'm. We're in a place where we also help sponsoring or it's discipling other people. And yes. what is so beautiful, what I personally had seen, is that the people that I had that mentored or discipled are now discipling others. And that yes. is the beauty of it. So mm. because yes. uh, so I can see yes. the multiplication. I can see exactly what Frederick yeah. said, uh, that they, they that people start telling other people. And even people who yes. were not Christians when they came in the program are now leading other people and helping mm. them to grow to, into indeed. spiritual maturity. Indeed. Indeed. And then we yeah. also had, just before, um, before you came onto the program, we spoke to someone about the um, the a massive effect that it had on her family in her yes. husband that started going back to church when he saw the differences in her and her children yes. that are telling other children about Jesus at school and living out a, a, a testimony. So, yes. yeah, that's a beautiful thing. And, of course, it's not... It's not about the program. It's about a Christ-centered restoration. Absolutely. It's about him that makes the changes, yeah. right? Mm. Because yeah. Yeah. You know, even one of the AA principles is you can't do this on your own. Yes. You need a greater power. And, and we all need the, the, the enabling of the Holy Spirit to actually work these things out in our lives. And simply knowing the steps yeah. isn't enough. Yeah. Oh, simply absolutely. thinking about them isn't enough. Mm. It's yeah. about knowing the power of the Lord Jesus Christ through mm. the person of the Holy Spirit mm. and allowing him to bring about the changes that Amen. are necessary. In, in, Amen. And I would like to add there, in a safe community, in mm. other words, in a group yeah. of people where you are safe, where you can share without judgment, mm. uh, without yeah. condemnation. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow, it's been such a privilege to talk to you, Ken. My God, continue to bless you and your church and the people. 
coming thank and you. thank you so much for being a testimony to what he's doing in and through the program also at your church. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for letting me share. Can I just close with one thing? Sure, yes. please. And, and, and that is just this. I, we're starting to discover that sometimes people relapse. Mm. Yes, they're in a course. program. They mm. they come into particularly when it, it is, has to do with uh, with habits or addictions, yes. and then they, they relapse. And there's this feeling of now it's it's the end. Uh. I tried it, it didn't work. Now it's the end. Uh. You know what? The same applies to all of us as sinners. Yes. Mm-hmm. We become Christians, and then we find that we we relapse or we backslide. Mm. And 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 it's to to people like us who are making progress and yet relapsing mm. that that word comes. If we confess our sins, he is faithful yes, and just and will forgive yes. us our sins mm. and cleanse us. And and the, the story of the, the son who is given the second chance yes. that Jesus told. Uh, and those are the kinds of truths that we need to emphasize, even for people who find themselves relapsing. Amen. And I just want to say to any who might be hearing mm. uh, this, this program, if you're in a place of relapse, please don't think that that's the end. Mm. Please go back yes. and discover grace all over again. Amen. We always say this is not the end of the story. Where you are right now, there's always yeah. another chapter. Hey, And right Absolutely. now in this time of uh, just after Easter when with the resurrection message, after the death yeah. there's a resurrection. And even after the resurrection, Jesus went gave to, us his spirit. Gave his spirit, and he's on his way to heaven. And guess what? He's coming back to get us one day. <laughs> it never ends. There's always another chapter. Thank you so much for emphasizing that very important point. Uh, Till next time, listeners. Um, yeah, and get to the podcasts on uh, kpulpit.co.za forward slash into me see. And uh, if you want to make a comment or you have a request or you have a, somebody that can share with us, please write to us on Frederick, F-R-E-D-E-R-I-K, Suki, S-O-E-K-I-E, at kpulpit.co.za. One word. <laughs> yep. Until next time, listeners, God bless you. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.